him for the opportunity we have to hear his word. Let's bless his name and thank him and celebrate him and say, Lord, we are grateful. Thank him and bless his name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we are happy and we are grateful for keeping us alive. We are blessed to be here. Help us to be blessed this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. I welcome you all to church. And I pray the Lord will increase your greatness and comfort you on every side. Jesus said concerning Lazarus, the sickness is not unto death. For we give glory to God. The Lord will keep this way and it will not die. We come back with a resounding testimony in the name of Jesus. Just hear the announcement, what God told me. Pray for him. Don't be distracted. Let's be focused and let's help him to get better in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. He's a God of all flesh and nothing is impossible for God. And we do it for us in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Can you say the loudest amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Two more powerful, important announcements from Brawali Adegoke. They are bringing their daughter to church to the glory of God for dedication to this. Christiana, you are looking younger. Are we expecting twins after this? Some people are saying amen, the choir. And I know it must come from Sister Rebecca. <laughs> come and shout hallelujah. We welcome Belle to church for the first time. The Lord bless her, multiply in Jesus' name. And welcome the Father that is doing very, very well. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. You are welcome, sir. Let's clap for this wonderful family. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, Sister Tokbe. My daughter from office in church will be celebrating her 58th birthday on the 18th of June, 18th of June 2022 in this church, in this church. All right, start up with stand up and shout hallelujah. Simple talk, but she doesn't look 50. May the Lord bless you in Jesus' name shall be from glory to glory for you in Jesus' name. And she's inviting everybody to come and eat and celebrate with her. And as you come and rejoice with her, the Lord will bless you more and more in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Okay, I'll be preaching this morning on the topic I've titled Receiving from the Lord. Receiving from the Lord. Why? John chapter 3 verse 27 says, No man can have anything except that man has received it from the Lord. Why? 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23, Apostle Paul says, What I receive from the Lord, I deliver to you. Nobody can give what he has not received. Hello? If you are going to be a good giver, you must be a good receiver. Everything that is important in life, you must learn how to receive from the Lord. 
It is unfortunate that so many of us come to church and pray, yet we don't know how to receive from the Lord. And we don't know how to receive from the Lord, we resort to other things. Manipulation. All manner of other things that we do. We must learn how to receive from the Lord. My prayer is that you are going to learn how to receive from the Lord in Jesus' name. I've given you two scriptures. One, John chapter 3, verse 27. You can write it down. First Corinthians 11, 23. What I've received from the Lord is what I told you. Every pastor must learn how to receive from the Lord. Every church member must learn how to receive blessing from the Lord. John chapter 11, verse 16. Of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Blessing upon blessing, heaped upon us. In other words, we receive blessing from the Lord. We all receive from the Lord. If you don't receive from the Lord, you cannot be a good giver. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 21 to 22 says, All things are yours, all men are yours. Every opportunity belongs to you. Nobody is disadvantaged. Or nobody is not fortunate. We are all fortunate. Since Jesus Christ has come, we are fortunate. All of us are blessed. Nobody has stolen all the opportunity that you need to have away. You are blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are blessed. I can't hear you say, you are favored. Say, your location is blessed. You know, you know uh, Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, that says, lines are falling upon me in pleasant places. Here I have a goodly heritage. So we are all blessed. There's nobody that is not lucky. We are all blessed. The only thing is that some of us know how to receive from the Lord. Others don't know how to receive from the Lord. You remember in those days, when an elderly person wants to give you something, especially. They are teaching the child how to do what? How to receive. And God told me in the week, everything you want in the life of your member, you must teach it. If you don't teach it, they will not know it. That's what I'm praying for you today. Just I explained the workers' meeting. Don't hold what you have been taught in the past and hold it tight. I was using you as an example. Don't hold what you have been taught in the past as, as an example. Learn a new thing. Learn a new thing. I'm going to teach you how to receive from the Lord today. Receiving from the Lord is what makes us great. Nobody can become great except he has received it from the Lord. I would have loved them to put John chapter 3 verse 27 on the board. He said, no one can receive anything except it has been given to him from heaven. So everyone that you see that is great, they know how to receive more from the Lord, more than you. The prodigal boy returned and received a second portion. The elder brother was busy walking the feet. He has not even received the first portion. The first portion was the division of the inheritance between the elder and the younger. He has two sons. He carried the blessing and went away, squandered it. He came back and he said, I think I will say to the father, my father has enough food. My father is not servant. My father has so many. I will say, I'm not worthy. I will say, I will say. And he came back, he said, he said, his father embraced him and said, let's, we're coming back. Keep the father he got for him and begin to celebrate him. And the, the other brother came back from the feed and said, ah, ah, this your prodigal boy. It was, it was the other brother calling prodigal. The father never called him prodigal. As far as the father was concerned, my son was lost and he has returned. My son was dead and is alive. I want to celebrate him. So, somebody that is not holy, this is where I'm going now. Watch it. Somebody that is not holy, not born again, can know how to receive more from the Lord than you. 
You can be the elder brother of the prodigal boy that is holding the house. You are not celebrating. We are the celebration outside. Simply because you don't know how to receive from the Lord. So I'll be preaching on the topic I've titled, How to Receive from the Lord. When you want to receive from the Lord, you must covet the best gift. What are the best three things you must receive from the Lord? Number one, you know, is salvation of your soul. That is the best. That what please the heart of the, the Father. At times you are looking for money. God says, I want to save your soul first. Actually, I will still talk about the salvation of soul at the end, but I want to make it first so that you know how important it is to me. Salvation of your soul is the best gift that God can give to anybody. Not religion, not coming to church, not clapping and not praying for blessing, not deliverance from witches. Nothing whatsoever can be rated as the salvation of your soul. Jesus said, what shall it profit a man for man to be blessed with earthly things and that person loses his own soul? So as God is concerned, the gift of salvation is the number one priority that God wants to give to any man. You may not be happy with me, but this is how the Lord prioritizes his blessing. Number one is the salvation of your soul. Romans chapter 4 verse 7 and 8. The Bible describes the blessedness of a man that is saved. He said, a man that is saved, his sins are forgiven, his iniquity are covered, is blessed forever. That tells you that the number one priority of God in blessing you is your soul. Because you can have money and still go to hellfire. You can have money and not have a peace of mind. You can have connection and still be lost in the world. You can have money and still be living in addiction. You can have money and not have a good home. You can have money and may not be able to sleep in the night. You can have sleeplessness and you have money. So, number one thing that God wants to give you is the salvation of your soul. A man that is safe from sin, sins forgiven, the Bible says, is blessed. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9 to 10. Very powerful scripture. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, 9 and 10. From his grace, we have received salvation. Not of work, lest any man should boast. He said, God show his kindness to us. Because by grace, you have salvation. True faith. And that not of yourself. It is given by God. It is the first gift given to you by God. So you can't take salvation and say, eh, I want to receive. Number one thing you should receive is salvation of your soul. You must be saved. For by his act, we were given assistance in Christ Jesus, not by works, so that no man may take glory to himself. For by his act, we were given assistance in Christ Jesus to do those good works which God before made ready for us, so that we might do them. You cannot fulfill your purpose on heart until you are born again. You can only do what God has assigned you to do when you are safe. When you are not safe, everything you misfire. You have gifts, you are going to misuse. You can sink, you are going to worship the devil. It is what you are that determines what you bring out. So God wants you to be safe first so that every other thing that he has prepared you to do on earth can now manifest to his glory. Because money and material possession will take the character of the person that owns it. 
A drunkard has money. That money will be used in club. Because that is where he enjoys his money. A saved soul has money. He uses it to buy instrument for church. Because that is where he enjoys his money. Everyone will spend money based on his pleasure. So God knows that the best gift he can give you first is the salvation of your soul. So that you can fulfill his purposes on earth. I pray that you enjoy genuine salvation. You know, I'm saying this because being born again has now been popular. Not many of us are born again. We just join church as a club. Not so many people are genuinely born again. Not, not many of us. Many of us just join church. Ah, church Bololo, Bidimolo. Just like as if you belong to Club 77 or Club 78. That's what church is turning to. Not many have an, a, a, an experience that they are saved. Look at what Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3 to 5, verse 16 to 17. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, a man cannot see God except he's born again. A man must be born again of the water and of the spirit. In other words, if you are going to be born again, the conviction must come from two points. I'm explaining this because there are prophets that tell you that uh, Latin no, you you can't do anything against the word but for the word. Your experience cannot be different from what God has stated in his Bible. Look at what he says. A man cannot be born again except is born of the water. And of what? And of the spirit. It's like I'm explaining to you that there is no woman baby born without a father or mother. Except Jesus Christ. And you will all agree with me. That's what Jesus is teaching here. No man can be born again without a conviction of the word of God and a conviction of the Holy Spirit. If anybody is giving you testimony how they gave their life to Christ and like my normal word that people will say that is not it all. Jesus laid it here. No one can experience the kingdom of God except is born of the water and of the spirit. Conviction must come from the word of the Lord. I had the word. The spirit convicted me that if I don't change, I'll go to hell. I say, Lord, I need you in my life. That is how I gave my life to Christ. That is the experience of salvation. Not water baptism. Not I am in the choir. Not I know how to play keyboard. There is nothing that you need in the church that can be compared to that experience. I've told you before, I was assigned some years back when I was an area pastor with him to go and interview people that would be ordained. And I prayed to God, what should I ask them? God asked them how they give their life to Christ. He said, if anybody is born again, is a new creature, is qualified to be ordained as anything. Anybody that is born again can become anything in church. The only thing you need is just maturity and time so that you will not be proud. But once you are born again, it's a basic factor. can become anything. So, and I started interviewing them. How do you give your life to Christ? And I discovered more than 70% were not, they don't have experience of new, but were not born again. They were just a member of the church and they recommended them. 
I said, okay, you have been recommended. Your name is out for ordination. How did you give your life to Christ? I just started coming to church regularly. And they put my name. So, I think I'm qualified. I'm doing this. There's nothing that you do in church that can be compared to the salvation of your soul. Say, Pastor, I hear you. I've told you. I said, God told me this week, I must be able to teach very, very well. You have to repeat yourself and make sure it is clear that people are born again. You must be born again. Why? John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world. To do what? To condemn the world but that the world might be saved through him. The purpose of Jesus coming to heart is salvation. Number one sir. Number one sir. Number one sir is salvation. Because he jumping. Is a protocol all of us must pass through. If they ask you, how did you come to this? Was a mokan jaboni? Our mama called me B. And ah, in Bolotu, long of wa, ulua fuwa B. Ah, eh, lo yue ah, le yue. Do you see that's a human being? You call that person in we? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I ask you, how did you give your life to Christ? And there is no experience. There's not that. Maybe I had the word. Or the Holy Spirit minister to me, the salvation is 40. And if the foundation be 40, what word can righteous and engineer said? If they are engineer, they go back to the foundation and redig it. So you can go back to the foundation and receive the gift of I'm saying this because there is no amount of blessing I can bless you. If you are not safe, you cannot be blessed. Ah, oh, there's a pastor to do. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you bless a drunkard, it will become more of what? A drunkard. You will become more of a drunkard. Money just amplifies who you are. It doesn't change you. The only person that has changed you is salvation. It's only Jesus that changes a man. If 10 million, 20 billion enter your age, it will just amplify your pleasure. It does not change your character. The only person that can change your character and cause you to bring forth the fruit of the spirit is the gift of salvation. And you know, we can encourage you to come to church is so that you encounter Christ and receive the gift of salvation. It is not coming to church that is equivalent to you being born again. Oh, you have to understand that. So that you won't say that when they start forcing me to church, one white church, one mamilara, so it's not like that. You see, you understand what I'm saying now? Salvation is a basic gift from the Lord. And that is the intensity of God's love for us. He wants us to be safe. So he came to give salvation so that we can have eternal life. How do I receive from God? You receive the best gift of salvation and forgiveness of your sin. Number two way, number two best gift from the Lord to receive Okay, is the gift of no condemnation. John chapter 8, verse 6 to 10. A woman was caught in the act of adultery. And uh, Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. So you must learn how to receive the gift of no condemnation. Because once condemnation sets in, you cannot feel the love of God. You cannot receive the gift of acceptance. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10. The Bible says he died to take away my guilt 
Condemnation leads to guilty conscience. And once you are feeling guilty, you will feel that you should be punished. Because everybody that is feeling guilty invariably will punish themselves or invite foreign body to punish them. Either jam or some other things or devil to punish them. Because guilt attracts punishment. Jesus died to take away your guilt because of your sin so that you can live or enjoy a life of love and acceptance to God. Jesus died on the cross. It pleased the Lord to put guilt on him, guilt of us, condemnation of us, of us all on him so that we can enjoy love and acceptance. Say with me, he died for me to take away my guilt so that I can live to enjoy his acceptance and love and love. Say me very well. That's what Jesus did for us. And when he did that for us, we must live a life of no condemnation. I know so many of you are still struggling with yourself. Struggling with your faith. The devil keep bringing your past to you. If you have done this in the past, you can't go scot-free. I beg to disagree. Jesus met a woman beside the well in John chapter 1, I told you. The first thing Jesus asked her to go and do after he asked for water of life is go and call your husband. And the reason why Jesus said that is for her to know that I know your past. I've accepted you the way you are. You can change from now. The person that you are with is not your husband. The gift of acceptance and love will help you to receive many gifts from the Lord. That is why when God resists or rejects you, it dampens your spirit. The first time in the Bible when a man was sad was in Genesis chapter 4. And that was Cain. He offered an offering that was rejected. And the Bible says he was dampened. He was not happy. And because he was not happy, God said to him, if you do what is right, you can be accepted. I want to bring the revelation here. Everybody, listen. In one Bible translation, the Lord said, the gift for my offering is already at the door. If you use the lamp for my offering, you'll be accepted. Not your crop. And you'll be happy. In other words, I'm not demanding from you what you cannot give. You know what I love to accept? I love animal sacrifice. Some of you that are Bible students, you remember this story very well. Adam gave birth to two sons. The first physical human being gave birth to two sons. Hebel and what? And Cain. Hebel brought animal to the Lord. Slaughter it and burnt it as an offering. And the flame went up to heaven as a sweet aroma. And the Bible said the Lord was pleased with Abel's offering. What means in the whole testament is that if the Lord is pleased with your sacrifice, he's also pleased with what? That's the thing. He's pleased with you. Oh my journey. That's what they call ebogba. Ebofi. Straight. He came brought substance from his harvest because he was a farmer. 
and place it on the sacrificial altar and burnt it above Daru, if you look Everybody that was praying, uh, and he was sad. And God will not leave him like that. God came back and asked him, Why are you sad? Cain was sad because he was rejected. He said, My offering was rejected. I am rejected. I'm not accepted. And God said, Right, that's the truth. But if you do the right thing, I will accept you. That's why I started with the gift of salvation. You can't reject Jesus and say you will not have condemnation. The number two gift, best gift that God gives a man is to remove your guilt away and give you the gift of no condemnation. You have a pure, heavy conscience before God and man. You are now having a weight of condemnation upon you. You are not having a weight of And when you have a weight of condemnation upon you, you can even go to the extent of wanting to commit suicide. There are people, instead of repenting, they will go and commit suicide. Like Judas Iscariot. Judas betrayed Jesus. Judas said, the only thing I can do to justify the evil I've done is to kill myself. The Bible says he committed suicide. But do you know, some minutes after... Peter also betrayed Jesus. And Peter said, the only thing I can do is to ask Jesus, just as I am, take me. I said to me, I will not kill myself. I won't kill myself. I don't go die. I won't kill myself. Jesus said to me. He wept. And Jesus appeared. And said, Peter, do you love me more than this? You know my heart, I love you. But I do make mistakes. I love you. You know all things now. You know that I love you. He said, feed my lamp. The Lord did not change his plan over Peter's life in Matthew chapter 16 verse 16 that you are going to be a pillar teaching my word to other people. He did not change his mind. The Lord said, keep feeding my lamp. Because somebody said, the condemnation I have, I should commit suicide. Another one said, the condemnation I have, I should let God take it away and take my gift. And Peter was restored. I don't know who is under every condemnation this morning. May you be restored totally. In the mighty name of Jesus. Do you know that there is nothing you can do that will take your guilt away except you accept the love of Christ. According to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. To the grace of our Lord Jesus, he has accepted us in the beloved. We are beloved of Christ. And because we are beloved of Christ, nobody can lay any charges against us. Nobody knows your struggle more than yourself. Nobody. There is nobody that knows you more than yourself. Hello. I'll give you an example. If I say, let's rise up to pray. And somebody decides to sit down. Nobody knows why the person is sitting down. Maybe if he stand up, he will collapse. We were... <laughs> When camp, I, I remember a lot of things. When camp, and they asked us to pray, and one man sat down. He could not stand up, and his wife started pinching him. Because I pastor. I said to her, "Leave him, leave him alone, leave him." He said, "Pastor, I say yes, leave him." 
Look, I never knew that man was sick. I'm telling you under God though. I never knew that he was sick. I did not know. Because the man never showed us that he was sick. He proved very stubborn. He would drive himself to calm until one day he collapsed and died later. He's dead now. The pastor. So when somebody says he's sleeping, you never know why he's sleeping. You never know why he's sleeping. So nobody is qualified to condemn anybody. You do not even know what the person is carrying. You never know where it's coming from. So you can't just look at people from afar and just, just judge them. Just condemn them. And you should not even condemn yourself. I'm telling you this because even from my son, my son, my biological son, I receive a lot of word from him. He will call me, Daddy, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Some, he's in the ESCO now, your ESCO. Some member of the ESCO are saying, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to, you know, you are not doing enough. You have to. I say, no, calm down, boy, calm down. You can't do enough to be accepted by God. You can only accept the love of God. You can't do it. You can't do it. If you do enough, you kill yourself. Relax. Take it as it's come. They give you assignment. Do it very well. But don't let anybody compare themselves to you and say you are not doing well. Just recently, I did not even know all this thing when I was preaching this. I didn't know much of this thing I'm telling you now until I become mature. I was years back, almost about 20 years ago, we just came to church. We went to a church in this town and the pastor was preaching about rest, sleeping well. Now, minus 20 years from my age, that would be, I'll be around what? 38. Oh, very vibrant. <laughs> and I was feeling rest. Let's go to Hawaii. Who to them at is in Zion? They gave us a visitor's card. I did not even feel it. I feel this message is not relevant. Rest. It's okay. If you sleep, you sleep your destiny. My friend, 20 years after, I'm learning better. <laughs> that if I don't sleep, I will kill myself before time. <laughs> you see, that is why you are not permitted to judge any man. Leave him. I'm going to receive the gift of no condemnation. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Do you know, one of my mentors in the Lord, Reverend Makba, he said, when your husband is preaching, he's preaching. I told him, I said, come and watch. When your husband and your wife, he said, you are anointed. Do it well. He said, don't listen to her. Go and sleep. He said, go and sleep. He just preached recently. He said, he gave two examples, or three examples of people that follow him. He said, one of his friends, he told him, what did the Lord say to you this morning? He said, I can't remember. He said, the Lord said to me, if you don't rest this week, cut off all engagement, he will call you home, you will die. He said, the Lord told him that you are not resting. That he has not called you to kill all the demons around you. Let me kill some. Leave some for other people to kill. Rest. He said because the man was his childhood friend, he shouted at him. 
He said, it's a lie. God can't tell you that. Nobody walk more than you. He said, people don't know me. I sleep a lot. Oh. He said, if God did not tell me, I will not tell you. Sleep. This your assignment is too much. It will kill you. He said, a week, exactly a week after, he was invited for administration. On the pulpit, he collapsed and died. And they started calling him. He said, he will not pray. God has called him home. He said, because God gave him an anointing to warn people to rest. That's what he said. He said, because a lot of you are living to please other people. Even at the expense of your head. Some people are like that. What people say. What people do. What people say. Even you, you are sick. Yet you are running up and down. At the expense of your head. He said one of his sons received 60 million gifts. And he told him, I know you are excited. Leave whatever you are doing now and come to you and rest for one week. Otherwise you will die in a week's time. He said, the man said, even three weeks, I want to rest. He switched off all his phone and went to you and rest. He said, all the little, little sickness that were growing in his body disappear. He went back afresh. He said, one of his sons also called him. He was doing very well in Porter Court. He told him, leave what you are doing now. Don't listen to anybody. Come and rest. He said, daddy, but I'm young now. I'm young. He said, I know you are young. Come and rest. I will pay for the hotel for you to rest. You must rest. And the man said, ah, sir, 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 I'm doing this, sir. He said, okay, listen. If you are sick, I will not come. If you die, I will not attend your burial. Two weeks after, he was sick. He said, and they started calling him. And he refused. His wife cried, he refused. He said, God has told him, if you refuse to rest, he will die. I'm just telling you the gift of no condemnation now. He said, he now called somebody that is very close to, to him. I, must, I, must, I think it must be his wife. Then he went there. Then he prayed with all his energy for God to him. And he said, Daddy, you did not even pray as if I disobeyed you. He said, forget about that, but learn your lesson. He said, and the Lord healed him. And he did not die. Now, when you are under a message of somebody telling you to rest... At times, you see somebody has not been prayerful enough or not good enough. Nobody should be under every dose of condemnation to the extent that is living to please other people. There are so many people in the body of Christ that are living other people's life. They are living other people's life because they always feel unworthy. They always feel they have not done enough. They always feel, oh, what people say. They always feel, I want to be on top of everything. I want to be everything. No, it's not like that. Open to John chapter 5, verse 24. Somebody can read it for me if you are there. John chapter 5, verse 24. I want to see what's in John chapter 5, verse 24. Truly I say to you, the man what, whose ears are open to my word and who has faith in me, who sent me as eternal life, he will not be judged, but has come from death to life. Another one says, if you are somebody that open to my word, listen to my word, you will not be condemned. Say, I will not be condemned. I can't hear you. 
I know the devil will fight this with all with you all over life. He will always tell you, look at yourself in the mirror. You are not even worthy to be called a Christian. You are not born again. She born to born again. She wants in here. And I'm also warning husband and wife. Don't live with each other to condemn each other. But rather to comfort each other and accept each other in love. Don't say, Are you a husband? She were your colloquia. They call it faba insult. Don't do that. Accept whatever God has given you and don't compare yourself with yourself. The Bible says people that compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Stop comparing your husband or your wife with another person. Don't and with your mommy. Don't compare your wife. Accept her. If she does not know how to cook soup, eat it like that. Eat it like a pepper soup. Acceptance. It's what makes family grow. Stop comparing. Apostle Paul says, if we live in comparison, we'll be condemning each other. And we condemn each other, you are fighting the spirit of death. Don't condemn. Number two gift that God wants to give is the gift of no condemnation. Alright? Romans 6 verse 14. The Bible says, sin and death will not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law. You are under what? You are under the spirit of God. Spirit of God is leading you. The spirit of God is leading you. Let nobody be under rules and don'ts. Don't sleep. We are wake up one o'clock in the middle of the night. We are going to say, what do you do? We are going to say, what do Don't be on all these laws. All these laws... They attract condemnation. You know, look, I've been pastor for years. Years and years. And I, and I must tell you that most of the problems that church members face, they come as a result of condemnation. You are listening to me. When I see somebody suffering for law, I will have to. Did anybody prophesy something to you? Some of them will be hoping to tell me. Some of them will lie to me. I say, Oh, man. But their parents will come and confess to me. Once of my parents will know. Sir, will How can you tell anything she be ya wo? Because God don't change your be ya wo. Kuni matiyo fije. If you watch in Lord Joe, okay. A jira is there. A jira is there. What the fuck be a jira is there? You can't bura is there. Bon. Ah, with the jira is. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you what some of these will come and tell me later. They have put you under the law. You are now removed from grace. So condemnation will now be coming marriage. Because coach by full as an outrest in the genuine. Any little thing marriage is condemnation. It's condemnation. They said they said it. Ah, Modeja, Mudana, Mudana. Things that will have been simple will now become complicated. Will now become complicated. Now become complicated. The gifts of no condemnation enable you to receive the love of God perfectly. So sin and death will not have dominion over you because you are under grace. Nobody can cage you under a law. I said, this is what must do. This is what must not do. Because the moment you miss one of those things that they said, 
that one of my children years back said, they said, be a hotel feshi, omani otaninu to mako. Onanyesi hagan. Mitorina, ebodo lo si uri oki. For that seven days, I'm praying. So that before, during, and after, there will be peace in your marriage. And the whole family believe it. And they send these two couple to be to the mountain for prayer. The third day, story fun. Monsa, when you're not boy, you could. Story fun, I'm sorry. One, suffer me. They won't So they came back, they did the wedding, and they started having problems. And I said to them, Does anybody say something concerning this marriage apart from a simple faith and the word of God? They said, uh, one, one, you see, that is our condemnation. It is now condemnation, not being able to do that thing that kill. You cut yourself away from the grace of God. Once you start condemning yourself, you cannot enjoy grace. Sin begins to have dominion over you. That is why oh dangerous. Because anybody to miss it can One of the things that people say is that. I say, how would I know it to dada at to They will give you an impossible task to fulfill. You will pray, but they will now say, I do you to kuto. There will always be something that you have not done that will attract causes. That's why the Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not under the law. You are under grace. Stop hearing laws. Because when you hear law and you cannot fulfill everything, condemnation will come. When condemnation comes, it will attract penalty and death. Even a young believer will be better than a believer. A young believer will be better. Because unbeliever does not know what is right, what is wrong. He's just doing burugu. So no condemnation. Even some of them finally will tell us, "Get up, bad John." All of God, John, God, John. I can't wait. I can't do it. I say, "Let's go, John." Do God, No condemnation. But the one that is paying tight, that is coming to church, that is praying, is still feeling like, "Ah, me obadra dadani." Ah, I will meet you too. Twenty-one alone, so you know, we stop at twenty. Is under the law. And when you are under the law, you are under condemnation. Nobody should condemn you that you are too fat. Nobody should condemn you that you are too thin. If you are fat, you are blossoming, you are blessed. If you are thin, you are lepashande. Your size is the best for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't let and don't receive condemnation to your body because the moment you begin to receive condemnation to your body, you are attracting sicknesses into your body. You are feeling unworthy. And all these things, they now breed every evil ground and belief system that will destroy you. Your body begins to fight itself. 
Your body is telling you because of this, you should be punished. Because you have broken this, you should be punished. Because you have done this, you want suffering. And you begin to have bad dreams because you are under condemnation. Do you know? Without anybody condemning us, the conscience and the word of God is too powerful enough to condemn a sinner. I'm telling you. The word of God. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you something. God is more powerful to correct a man than you punishing yourself. I was preaching on the blood of Jesus. Heal you all. I was preaching on healing. And somebody listening to me was crying. Crying heavily. And she gave her life to Christ. And the next Sunday, I asked her, why did you give your life to Christ? She said, when I was preaching, I was saying, you are going to hell. You are condemned. You are a sinner. She was not hearing the healing I was preaching. What was hearing was the message the Holy Spirit was preaching to her heart. And she cried and gave her life to Christ. And I said, play back the message. Play it back. There was no single place I mentioned sin. The presence of God is powerful enough to convict a sinner. It's powerful enough to convict a sinner. Not until you condemn them. So, let no man live by let no man live by that in Christ Jesus we are under his grace and the spirit of God inside us is able to remove all condemnation and help us to live a godly life don't help the Holy Spirit to do what he can do I'm telling you how to receive from the Lord Jesus saw a man that was crippled they brought him and the first thing Jesus said to that man is that your sins are forgiven. Luke chapter 5 verse 17. Is, and they say, ah, why? You can't, call, you can't say sins are forgiven. Jesus knew the reason why that man was bedridden was because of condemnation. So the first thing he, he did was, you are forgiven all your sins. And he said, it is easier for me to say you are healed than for me to say you are forgiven. But so that you know that the son of man have power on heart to forgive sins. I say, your sins are forgiven. And I said to the man, he said, I'm not just saying it, I can manifest it. Rise up and walk. And the man began to walk. And when he was walking, people now know, ah, it's true, his sins are forgiven. That's why he's walking. You know, you know, when you receive the gift of no condemnation, all that beautiful thing will begin to manifest in your life. Do you know that some of us feel inferior because of guilt. Some people come to church for years and they are not healed. They are not healed. They are in church. But they are still carrying wounds of their past failure. And that has not allowed them to actually enjoy their Christianity. I was in a church. I don't want to mention the name of the church. A lady came out to share a testimony and she said, ah, I am a dog. My wife was there. I am a useless person. My life is ruined. And she started crying. I slept with dogs. I did this. My past has is destroyed. My future is finished. We thought she wanted to give testimony to praise God, what God has done. But she came out publicly to condemn herself. In fact, the pastor bowed down because it was well known. I didn't know I was a visitor. The pastor bowed down. The minister, they could not talk. A woman that know that this woman, what he's saying is not helping her, is destroying herself, came out from the rear and said, you are not condemned. God has accepted you. Your sins are forgiving you. 
be healed. You can live a good life now. It is over. Don't confess it again. That shows us that we are willing to punish ourselves more, even at times more than what God is willing to punish us. That's the truth. That's why the first, second gift that I want to give you is the gift of no condemnation. So that you can be free from attack and evil conscience. You have to be more of righteousness consciousness than sin consciousness. Do you know some people, what they do all the time in their life, they search for sin. Some people, my friend, stop woro woro. <laughs> stop woro woro. If your life wants your life to move forward, stop all this woro woro. What you should look for in your life anytime you want to pray is the righteousness of Christ. All of us, like Vivirak, our righteousness is like a filthy rag before him. All our sins. All our sins. We have gone as all of us, all our righteousness. So you don't come to okay, I want to search myself and search the sin. If you search yourself, you will always find one sin. You always find one sin. It is the righteousness of Jesus who will search for and come to grace hall or grace altar boldly to receive from the Lord. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 16. He said, let us therefore come boldly. It's verse 15. He said, for we are not serving an high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmity. He himself was tempted with, with, with us yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace so that I might receive grace to help us in time of need. So when you approach the altar, you search for the righteousness of Jesus, not your righteousness to get answer. Lord, I'm standing on the righteousness of Christ. I love a song that I said my wife teach me when I was going to Google. Sing it for me. Okomulero ayemi eshe o baba Okomulero ayemi eshe o baba Einani o lo jojuma o ni bagogo Leyi obami Einani o lo jojuma o Ni What I mean is that when you come to God, oni opomulero, oni gilei yoba, oni kanilo jojuma is a point of reference for your answer prayer, not your righteousness. If you come before God boasting that you are holy, that's why you answer you, we disqualify you. And I'm talking Bible. Okay, number three gift. I want us to be fast. Number three gift, gift that God wants to give you. The best three gift is number one is what? So that tells you you can be safe and still feel condemned. Number two gift is the gift of no condemnation. Number three gift is what? The gift of the word of God. God has put all things under the word. 
In fact, God put all things under his word to help us so that our life can be easy. God put all things under his word so that our life can be easy. Write all these Bible verses down. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 to 3. God in sundry time spoke to our father through prophet. But now he has decided to speak to us through his word. All over anybody God wants to help as many people as possible. So he put all his blessing through his word. So when God gives you the gift of word, or you are able to hear the word of God and understand it, he has given you the best gift. Because all things can be received through the word. All things. All things. The best gift you can have is the gift of the word. That's why at the end of this message, or service, when they say, what do you get in church? What is the word? What is the word? I won't put so many scriptures, but I'm going to explain to you from maybe two or three scriptures. Psalm 119 verse 18, write it down. Lord, open my eyes so I might see many beautiful things from your word. Uh, which one should I say more? Luke chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. We have toiled all night and get nothing, but never there at your word. I will try and I will get something. John chapter 21, verse 6. I'm just mentioning this. I know you know it. Children, have you any meat? Verse 5 and 6. John 21, verse 5 and 6. Children, have you any meat? They said no. He said, turn to the right and they catch many fishes. Every time God speaks, blessing comes. So the best gift you can receive is his word. No matter how tense your situation is, you will not need more than a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord will give you peace. A word from the Lord will heal you. A word from the Lord will bless your life. Okay. Luke chapter 10, verse 41 to 42. Jesus said to Martha, you are troubled about many things. There's only one thing that is important that is necessary. The word. Mary has chosen the word as his blessed for life. Alright. Now let me explain one more thing and I will run up. And I'm going to Matthew chapter 8 verses 8 to 10 to 11. There was a man that had a servant that was sick. A centurion. He was a good man. He was loved by all. He's well connected. And he approached Jesus for the healing of his servant. And before he came to Jesus, are you listening to me now? People started talking about him. Sir, the man is good. Help him. You know, when people have access to you, they can actually talk for somebody on your behalf. We call them influencers. Influencers will say, ah, Jesus is worthy. This man also is worthy. He's a good person. Jesus, help him. And Jesus said, I will follow you to my house, to your house, to heal your servant. And the man said, no, sir. No. No, just give me a word. And that person said, just say a word that my servant is in. I will take that word home and it will be like your word. He said, because I am an officer. I'm a soldier that has authority. What they do was to give me instruction. I also give instruction. When I say to one, go. Just the word, he goes. When I say to one, come, he comes. When I say to one, do this, it's done. He said, that's how we operate. Sir, I believe you are a man of authority. Give me the word. And my servant will be healed. 
Are you there now? I want to read it and easy to read. I will explain this. Because I myself are a man under authority, having under me fighting men. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to myself, I do this, and he does it. And when this word came to the ears of Jesus, he was surprised. Watch it. Watch it. Jesus was surprised. And Jesus and said to those who came after him, truly I say to you, I have not seen such great faith. Such great faith. No, not in Israel. Israel here can represent the church. I'm telling you that if unbeliever pick a word, supposing somebody is giving his life to Christ now, and he learned how to pick a word from the Lord, it can be better than you that have been born again for 20 years old. Not in Israel. Look at what he says. And I say to you, that many will come from the east and from the west and take the seat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be put into darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Watch it. I'm giving revelation here. All of you, look at me and listen. Jesus said here, from the last verse, anybody that cannot pick my word to be blessed will die prematurely. That's what they call weeping and gnashing of teeth. We not enjoy his blessing. Can I repeat this? I've explained this before. I've taught you this thing before. Anytime Jesus talks about the dark, weeping and gnashing of teeth, it means untimely death. And he said, anyone that cannot receive my word and be blessed cannot survive. Cannot survive. I can't bless him. Number two, many will come from outside and take their seat with Abraham. Many sons that are supposed to be blessed will be thrown outside. Not that they will not be blessed. I pray nobody will take your place. Amen. My friend, the, world, the more you are closer to God, the more you should respect his word. The more. The more his word to you. Because prosperity is priority. If the word of God becomes your priority, you will prosper too late. But if the word of God is secondary in your life, you will chase every other thing and you will still not be blessed. Prosperity is priority. If I say, Lord, I need a word. Lord, I need a word. Apostle Paul says, let men account of us as stewards of God's mystery. Let them say, he has the word. He has the word. He said, that is prosperity that I desire. That Apostle Paul not that I'm just going to church. You must have understanding. One man of God, I won't mention his name. He said some pastor came on here and they said, Me, oh, you know I'm not a teacher. I don't have a gift of teaching. But he's... He said, that is fallacy. Number one condition of being a pastor under God is able to teach. You must be a gifted teacher. Teaching itself is not enough. But you must, if you are called, if anyone desires the office of a bishop, it must be somebody that is able to explain the word of God very well. Do you know one other name they call Jesus? Teacher. Rabbi. Nobody teaches like him. They sat down under him for two days. They were not feeling hungry. Why do you think the son of man decided to be called a teacher? Why do you, I, I did not call him healer, 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 healer. Anytime you come, they call him rabbi. 
That is teacher. 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 That is the more reason why you should know that God is more interested in you understanding his word more than anything. Jesus said, this is the kind of life I want. People that will pick my word and use for their blessing. And you know why? He knows that he will not be here physically all the time. That the only thing you will have is the word. Is the word. The third gift that God wants to give you is the gift of the word. When they ask you, what did you receive in church? I received a word from the Lord. I got a word. I have a new revelation. And the thing should be piling up. Piling up. Piling up. Piling up. I told them in Ubumasho last Sunday. I said, I cannot teach you under one hour all that I've known about God of increase. But I'm going to summarize it. I've just said three things to you. But it is not everything that God has shown me that I'm telling you now about God of increase. That's the way it should be for a man of God. You have to move from precept to precept. You can't be at the same level. You must be learning, getting expansion. The same verse that you have read before, as you are learning it, God is interpreting it to you. The word work, sir. The word work is the best gift. Covet to get a word from him. That was what the centurion said. Speak a word and my servant will be made old. And to show that the man truly believed that Jesus was not commending him in vain. When he get to man, he said, your servant is here and they were rejoicing. He said, no, no, no. What time? Look at the man. The man is a man of the world. He said, what time was he ill? And the Bible says, he find out it was exact time that Jesus released the word. God said, my word is a gift in your house. Take it and you are healed. That same word of God, you can pick it now. The only thing the devil wants to steal in your life is the word of God. The Bible says, when you don't understand it, the devil will come and pick it so that it will not germinate. Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. was talking about the word. There are different acts that hears God's word. Some will hear it, they will be excited with joy, but they will forget it. He says, some will hear it, they will not think about it, the devil will come and pick it. And the world will not be profitable. He says some will hear it and they will choke the world with cares of this world. Cares. World, world, world. You say, what do you like, Jenny? He passes us on coming, Jerry. What do you know? He said, when you say something like that and you choke the world with cares, he said, the world will not produce. He said, but there are some that receive the world with a good art. He said, that word will produce some 30 fold. Some 60 fold, some 100 fold, as much as they understand it. Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. As much as they understand it, the deeper you go in the world, the better for you. The deeper you go, the better for you. Do not say in your heart, Who will bring Christ down? Do not say in your heart, Who will raise Christ up from dead? Do not say, how wish we are in the days of Jesus Christ. We are actually in the days of Jesus Christ. These days are better. These are the days of power. Why? These are the days of manifestation of the word. The people that have ears to hear the word, they are blessed. I want to let it one go. Their life is changing. Miracles are happening just by hearing, not by touching. 
just by hearing. Miracle happens in the here. Miracle happens in the here, sir. It happens in the here. Those people that are not hearing, they are losing their blessing. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, bless me with the gift of your word. Open my ears to hear you. I want to be blessed, sir. God, I want to be blessed with your word. Speak life into my hearing. Let me hear you and I'll be blessed. Your word only is enough for me. Speak your word and I will be healed. Speak your word and my story will change. Speak your word and I'll be blessed. As many of you that are chasing shadow, change your mind though. The word is what you should chase. Understanding of the word of God is what brings manifestation of miracle. Lord, I receive grace to receive a word from you and to understand your word. I move from glory to glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive ability to receive a word from you. A word from you is what I need. You don't need to come down physically. Just a word from you. Every time I appear before you, give me the gift of the word in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayer. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, take depression and worry away from me. I receive the gift of no condemnation. I am accepted in love. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am blessed with the blessing of no condemnation. No more condemnation in my heart. I will not punish myself for the, for the sin that Jesus was punished for. My past is taken care of. My present is taken care of. My future is taken care of. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am blessed with the gift of no condemnation. I will not live a life of regret. In the mighty name of Jesus, the law of karma is not for me. I am blessed. I'm blessed forever. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Everybody open your eyes. Nobody here should go to his mother and say, hey, what time do you give back to me? What uh, did they say? What did they... Let me tell you something. If they say bad thing to you, it will haunt you for life. My mother, my mother has been with the Lord now. My mother told me that when she wanted to marry my, mo- my father, uh, he said they said to her, because you will never enjoy life when you are under condemnation. He said, a prophet came to town and said to her, As long as my mother lives and remember the word, she believed she was growing under a gun, she would have enjoyed more. And unfortunately, some people also, pastor her that believe in all these prophetic lines. Has put all manner of laws upon her. Condemnation laws. And at times, their words are like more weightier than some of us that have preached grace. <laughs> grace, Lord, do Ah, am I Lord, okay? Lord, okay. Am I Lord, can't of me? Can't saw Syria, You see, and those now put more weight upon you. Because they don't actually remove the weight. They had more condemnation to you. Because their laws are always difficult to fulfill. Badua dada, how do you know put dada too? How do you know to dada too? It's even better not to listen to them at all. 
Because there is no good news without bad news with them. Because it's not perfect good news. And when you think along their line, the more you think along their line, the more you enter trouble. The best is not to even remember what they have said or go to them. I'm saying it now because I'm your pastor. Even me, even me, even me. If I'm careless, they will prophesy to me. They will prophesy. One man said to me, Ejosa, 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 Ejosa. If you can't be what you buy, I said, temptation Prof, every door that open, my mind will fly. Where you turn him Ben Don't be tempted. Mafa was in the wood. Mafa is a boy the I'll be thinking, you have to do away with all those laws that bring condemnation to your life for you to enjoy your life because yes that's the way it is that's why you have to be very careful and mind what you hear I've seen somebody that sir the reason why I'm not married is because they said something happened when I was born and I've seen somebody that had a war story and was married. I've seen pretty girls not married because somebody said something that they remember. And I've seen somebody ugly, if there's any word like that, and that's being celebrated. It is what Prof, you told me also some of your story now. There is something in our house. What should be in the house of a priest? Is it not blessing? It's a blessing. And somebody will not can join you that oh one bit delay They will just conjure, and before you know it, your mind is tailored around that offense. And before you know what is happening, you begin to carry weight of condemnation, and you are not able to manifest. And unbeliever now begin to enjoy their life more than you. Unbeliever, God forbid. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I receive the gifts of no condemnation. Nobody will condemn me either in food, in prayer, or in fasting. I am not under the law, I am under grace, and I will enjoy grace eternally. In the name, you have to say it very well. Take care of yourself. In the name of Jesus, I receive the best gifts the gift of no condemnation. In the precious name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you are husband, if you are wife, my warning to you this Sunday as an instruction, don't condemn your wife. Don't condemn your husband. Encourage each other and accept each other in love. Hello? If your wife sleep more, let her sleep more. She will live longer. Is it? If your husband sleep more, say sleep more, my dear, sleep more. Step on. I'm telling you this as a pastor. When our children were going to school, I'm the one that normally carry our children to school. I will carry them. And I will carry them in school. One day, one respectable man said to me, I said, I said, never in your life say that kind of a thing. Never in your life. 
Never. Don't allow anybody to condemn your wife. Oh, yeah, Kobe, she buy. Oh, yeah, Kelly, she buy. That's why some of the sons of pastors are not doing well. They put every responsibility on them. Show my poor mocking your own as you say some misbehavior of a teenager leave them don't condemn them if you're a wife if you're a husband don't condemn your spouse encourage them in love you never know what they are going through we are not serving a high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmity we are not serving a God that look at us and Begin to mention our weaknesses. Raise your hands to heaven. I receive the gifts of no condemnation. I will live a good life and a healthy life in the name of Jesus. Say loud and clear. Lord, I receive gifts of no condemnation. You died to take my guilt away. I will live to enjoy your peace, your acceptance, and love. I am accepted just as Jesus was accepted. I am the beloved of the Lord. I am the beloved of Christ. I am accepted in the love of Christ. I am loved and I live favor. I am the disciple that Jesus loved. I am loved and celebrated. I am loved. I am eternally loved. Nobody can condemn me. Say amen three times. The first gift God gave Jesus when he came is, this is my beloved son. And the devil said, if you are the child of God, I'll, excuse me, put the title. I'm not a son of God. I'm a beloved. You are a beloved child of God. You will not be under any form of depression in Jesus' name. Everybody close your eyes. The third gift is the gift of salvation. Raise your hands to heaven. I am safe because of Jesus. I am safe because of his kindness. I confess my sin to him and I receive eternal salvation today in the name of Jesus. All of us will be convinced that we are in the kingdom by salvation, not by prophecy, not by choir ministration, not by activity. For by grace are you saved. I am saved because of his grace. I am born again because of his word and his spirit. I am convinced that he died for me. So I receive the gift of salvation. I receive salvation as my possession. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus mighty name we have prayer. Father every gift. That come. Favor that come as a result of salvation. Give it to your people in Jesus' name. Let all things be passed away. Every generational causes will wash them away. Every generational debt will wash them away. By the blood of Jesus, live a new life. A healthy life. A prosperous life. A joyful life. A life that is blossoming in the name of Jesus. Father, today we receive the gift of the word. As we are attentive, we are going to pick your word. And your words will work wonders in us in Jesus' name. Is there any man under the sound of my voice that is depressed? Or that is not happy? Or that is feeling lonely? Or that is feeling unloved? Or that is feeling uncared for? 
because of one thing or the other. Today, we command that depression to leave you in Jesus' name. We pray that the love of God shine in your heart. In the name of Jesus, you are accepted in the beloved. You are loved eternally. No man will push you down again. No more inferiority complex. You are blessed forever in Jesus' name. You are qualified to enjoy grace. How? Because of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. Let your people enjoy blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Release more to them. And let them have faith to grab them in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. If you have been favored, clap your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I am loved. That is why I am shining. I am the beloved of Christ. I can never feel inferior to anybody. It is my moment of joy. And the devil cannot take my joy away. Come on, shout hallelujah. Oh